Well, welcome to the monthly call for the E3 Facebook group, Energetic Explorations for Evolution. This is a group on Facebook that is open to women and men. And if you're listening to this on YouTube or iTunes or Spotify, the link to the Facebook group is in the show description. So if you want to come over and see what else we have in there, connect with community, then come on over. My name is Andrea Hyland, and my co-visionary partner in this group is Beth Shakina Terrence. Hi, Beth. Hi, Andrea. Welcome, everyone. We're excited to be here with you to explore Capricorn season. Um, and our theme for this month is building and aligning, integrating inner and outer life. Yes, it is. So that's on the, you can see it on the screen here, and it's in the banner of the Facebook group too. So this month, I'm going to start with a few things about Capricorn and then, um, and a few stories, and then I'll turn it over to Beth. And then after Beth shares, I'm going to share a few practices with you for the month. So a couple things to know, um, especially if you're new, Beth and I started this group in March 2023, and we have used astrology as a way to set a container for a conversation. So we pick a monthly theme, and that's what Beth was talking about with the theme. And we we use the current astrology as an inspiration. And then we share that as a guidepost to explore your own life. And I'll demonstrate that by sharing a few personal things and collective things in a moment. So we are in Capricorn season until January 20th. And as Beth said, the theme is building and aligning, integrating inner and outer life. So a couple things about Capricorn energy is that it's about structure, boundaries, hardworking, ambitious with patience and determination. The symbol for Capricorn is the sea goat, S-E-A, sea goat, which gives it the ability to navigate material and emotional realms. And it's a sign that is serious and playful. So this is a great energy to tap into as we begin 2024 building and aligning the inner and outer life, and then integrating helps you come into more congruence and harmony within that structure. So I want to shine um, a light on a couple of things. This is a year that you're going to see more old structures getting stirred up and changed, and things will fall apart or just end. And you know what? you're going to be ready for some of the endings that happen. And so from an energy perspective, one of the most important things that you can do this year as we enter 2024 is to commit to practices, tools, and healing modalities that build a structure within, building a core strength in your body and in your soul will support you as you take action. It will support when you feel rocked or shaken by change that is happening and will continue to happening happen this year. Even things that you're like, yay, I'm so glad this is ending. You know, there's still um, 
you know, there's still feelings around things, even when we want something to end. So I'm going to just shine a light on some of the collective change that's been happening on the planet using some personal and collective examples. One thing is the end of the Mayan calendar, which was a prophecy. This happened in December 2012, and that was an ending and a new beginning that opened the energy for a shift in consciousness. And if you think about it this way, a newborn baby, it takes time to learn new muscles, to grow, to become more independent, and even be in control of your body. So we have, since that time, been slowly letting go of the old while embracing the new. And then 2020 was a worldwide experience with chaos, disruption, change. And we're still feeling that. And it's going to continue to impact old systems that are dying while new systems are in early infancy. So I'm going to bring in a little astrology here. Even before 2020, back in 2018, there was a small dwarf planet called Chiron. That's C-H-I-R-O-N, Chiron moved into Aries, which is in one of your 12 astrology houses. We all have um, we all have Aries, and it's depending on your chart, it's either in the first house or the second house or the third house and so on, all the way to the 12. And Aries is a sign of the warrior. It's a sign of new beginnings. It's a sign of action. And then Chiron is called the wounded healer. So in combination, something was stirred and shaken for you in 2018, and it's going to continue to be in this part of your chart until 2027. So we still have a few more years in this. And so I encourage you to sit and reflect about without even knowing where that is in your astrology chart, just go back to 2018 and what was being stirred up. Was it career, partnerships, family, money, health? Like this alignment is important for healing old wounds to bring you into new awareness. So it's not just like, oh, this thing about the woundedness is coming up. No, it's coming up to help you move through something. And I'm going to give you two examples, one kind of a collective thing and one from a personal thing that just happened. So an example of an old system being stirred is in the Catholic Church. And Pope Francis just recently declared that priests can now bless same-sex marriage. And they can't have a wedding ceremony. People who are same-sex cannot have a wedding ceremony in the Catholic Church, but the priest can bless the union. And so this is already stirring things up. This is an old structure that is bringing in something different. There are conservative Catholics who don't believe in same-sex marriage. They've been taught that that is wrong, according to the Catholic Church. And then people who want more than a blessing, they want to get married in the church, may have feelings, may feel like it's not enough. So some people are going to be happy that this is now available to them. They'll be like, yes, we've we've got something new coming into this old system. So just think about the wide range of reactions 
to an old system that is changing. It doesn't mean that a building actually comes down. It means that change is stirring things within an old system. And in Baltimore, also connected with the Catholic Church, there's been more news about lawsuits against priests and the church in regards to child sexual abuse. And I read that one of the largest dioceses declared bankruptcy a few months ago to prevent the money going to victims um, from the, the courts. So it's stirred up. Like that's what happens, these old systems. And so you could even think about things in your own life that systems that have closed or systems that are changing. And it can also involve the family system or a relationship that you're in. So this is an example of an old structure and an old system that's going through a big change. There's a history of wounding. It's not going to heal quickly. It takes time to change the old. But accountability is one key to bring healing. So I'm going to share a lighter example of something that I just experienced, a personal change for me in December. So I moved a storage unit from one location in Los Angeles to another. And I'm telling you, it feels so good to have an ending to the old and a new beginning. It feels like a fresh, clean home space. So I live a house-free, digital, nomadic life with home bases in Los Angeles, Seattle, Baltimore. And in LA, I share a small storage unit with one of my daughters, and it serves as a space that might be an attic or a basement. If I had an apartment or a house, it would be a place to just store some things. And the storage space we had began in 2012. I just realized it began right around the time of the Mayan calendar ending. So this is probably, there's probably some threads for me to connect around this. And then every year since then, we have downsized a few boxes and bins. We've either used the supplies that we were that we had there or we released another layer. And I've been wanting to clear the energy around this space for the past five years. And on December 1st, everything changed quickly. Like I just, I found a place. It was a more convenient space. It was half the cost for the same size. It's actually a brand new building. And so it took three short days to move a couple of loads each day in a car and begin to organize in a way that's more useful. It feels like a new home. And it still feels weird to think that I won't be going to that old space because I've done it for so long. It's an imprint in my body that's just going to take some time to release, you know, like letting go of an old habit that was part of my life for 11 years. So when you think about old structures dying or changing in your life, it can free energy that was stuck and it can open you to new possibilities. So what may feel kind of crunchy or uncomfortable in certain areas with things that are changing, there's also this place of newness and new possibilities that the space opens up for you. All right, so to finish up now, these are just some of my thoughts about the power of change and transmutation that will occur in 2024. And this theme of Capricorn season 
building and align, aligning, integrating inner and outer life is also a touchstone for the whole year. At least that's what I'm feeling in this moment. So build your inner core with practices and be ready to take inspired action when the timing is right. Prepare the inner to support the outer. All right, I'm going to turn this over to you now, Beth, and take it away. Great. Thanks so much, Andrea. Gosh, (laughs) you touched on such uh, juicy things to be thinking about going into 2024. Um, And I guess I want to... I was thinking about it um, also yesterday because um, it, Chiron went direct yesterday. So um, in thinking of this idea of the wounded healer and that it's been in a retrograde, so maybe the time of going back in and healing old wounds and also reflecting on them. Now is the time I think to move forward in terms of our healing, you know, and maybe and and just aligning with this idea uh, of Capricorn and of. Um, I guess, reviewing and rebuilding our structures, it's a, it feels like a very potent time to kind of be looking at that and putting structures in place to carry us forward and through the new year. So yeah, <laughs> thanks for touching in on that. Um, let's see, there are a few thoughts I wanted to share um, about the theme and um, just to highlight that Capricorn is a, um, it's an earth sign. It's considered a cardinal earth sign. So that's the beginning of the season and kind of initiates a new activity. Um, uh, Andrea mentioned that symbol of the goat fish. And I love that. Um, we had uh, an image on the, um, on the banner. Um, so the top is a goat and the bottom's like a fish and um, you know, when we think about the goat energy, often um, Capricorn is thought of more as the goat energy and the goat fish really goes back to more ancient traditions. Um, but I find that um, that synergy of the idea of the goat maybe rising high above to the highest peak, step by step, not uh, running up, <laughs> but very thoughtfully uh, and intentionally moving up, you know, to reach the highest peak, but also going down below into the depths and knowing that um, it's from that deepest essence that we are able to uh, rise above and grow. And so, um, so just kind of want to hold that in mind. And that was part of how we came up to our, uh, you know, the part of the theme about integrating inner and outer life. Um also, uh, you know, we're in the winter time in the Northern Hemisphere, and I know we have some uh, folks who follow us uh, or in our group in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, so we've had a solstice, which was December 21st, which was just the beginning of Capricorn season. Um, and then for those of us in the w- Northern Hemisphere in the winter solstice, um, you know, that was the point of time of the shortest day. Um, the uh, longest night, uh, you know, and the, um, I guess the point where maybe the most darkness we're as we move through that is the, what is referred to often as the return to light. And if we think of energy and the yin of the expansive energy uh, from summer souls to sun, we've been contracting inward to that most yin point at winter solstice. Um, and then now I couldn't even feel the difference. I'm very much affected by those energies um, of, uh, you know, shifting energies. And um, and so it's starting very bit by bit, 
to get a little more expansive and move outward again. Um, so it is a potent time, both in terms of the energy of Capricorn and the winter um, to be going within, to be reflecting on our life, um, on our values. And even when we think of, um, I'm not always the biggest, you know, New Year's resolution and goal setter kind of person at this time of year, I know um, that's sort of something that is culturally kind of accepted. Um, but I think um, that taking this time to do that rather than already having a plan for the new year is can be very beneficial. Uh, and particularly this year, too, I wanted to touch on um, because we are in a Mercury retrograde also. And so um, that Mercury retrograde actually started in Capricorn and moved back into the previous sign of Sagittarius. And so things, um, you know, things get a little uh, confused during Mercury retrograde. You've probably experienced that maybe with um, plans or technology. Um, and so... Um, but it is a really potent time to be going within and reflecting and, you know, visioning, but not necessarily taking action. So that sort of adds to this year's, um, you know, Capricorn season, it will be um, moving out of retrograde on January 1st. And so, um, you know, so just kind of now is really a potent time to be tuning in, uh, going within and um, one of the evolutionary strategies of Capricorn, even though it's really connected with structure and organization and, um, you know, can be very, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, like perseverant um, and, you know, really want to make things happen and get things done. Uh, it is also one of its strategies to spend time alone to hibernate, uh, which is perfect for the winter. Um, and to use that reflection as uh, a way to restructure and begin to uh, think about those structures for the new year. But coming from that place of um, connecting deeply within to our deepest soul um, essence and desires and aligning our values um, with uh, what we want to be um, achieving in the world and what structures we need uh, to build what we want to be building in the world. So um, so it's kind of interesting because I think sometimes some years in uh, Capricorn season, we might be a little more uh, out of the gate, I guess, so to speak. But this year, there's definitely an energy asking us to kind of, uh, you know, be doing some of the inner work as we're moving uh, through the season and in the new year. Um, into the new year, which is coming just in a few days. Um, and so uh, I wanted to just read this uh, one quote from um, Stephen Farr's book, The Inner Sky. He says about um, Capricorn, uh, that marriage of one's nature with one's public identity is Capricorn's endpoint. One's job and life are indistinguishable. The two are one. It is the oneness of the inward and the outward. The seagoat must select a public role that expresses his or her own personal values, interests, and whims. And, um, and so, uh, you know, thinking really about that, about that uh, alignment uh, with inner and outer, 
and authenticity, being our authentic selves in the world. It's when we have that alignment that we're able to do that um, and that we're able to feel, um, I think, more grounded and vibrant and at peace as well. So, um, so I feel like that's really um, this time of reflecting, reviewing and rebuilding our foundation um, is about, um, you know, that, that alignment and coming to a place where that inner and outer are indistinguishable. To me, um, that is in a way the ultimate goal um, as a human being, as a spiritual being having a human experience and a human being having a spiritual experience to come to that place of alignment. So I really believe that's the invitation of Capricorn, uh, in, especially at this time, uh, probably always. And um, I think, I guess I just had a few um, questions that I wanted to share to reflect on. Um, the first was, um, do I feel in alignment inwardly and outwardly? Do aspects of my life, such as work or relationships, reflect my values and vision? What changes or structures do I need to put in place to support greater alignment in 2024? Are there practices, spiritual or wellness or visionary practices that can allow me to move into greater alignment? And what type of consistency do I need with those? Consistency is definitely an aspect uh, and organization of Capricorn. Um, and then how can I learn to create better balance in my life by learning to navigate the pull to go inward and the push to move outward? Let me say that one one more time. How can I learn to create better, greater balance in my life by learning to navigate the pull to go inward and the push to move outward? What structures or routines may support me in flowing more fluidly with the rhythm of life? And what does success mean and look like for me? Does it align with my deepest values and visions? So um, those are just some reflection questions. Uh, we'll put them in the chat in the Facebook group and in the posts um, on YouTube as well. And uh, I really invite you to uh, you know, just take this time. I know, uh, again, sometimes as the new year approaches, we feel like we have to have the plan for 2024 and, you know, our goals and everything set already. And, um, and I think now is a time to just really take some time to, you know, hibernate, go within to listen to yourself deeply as you're exploring what that might be and might look like, and, and just maybe have a little more spaciousness with it um, this year. Um, and I did want to touch on uh, one thing that I'd seen a few of the um, astrologers I follow talk about that um, because of the retrograde and um, and just kind of this kind of, I would say it almost feels like we're in a container, like a little bit of a holding container this year, um, that the um, we just had a full moon yesterday uh, in Cancer and then the coming new moon uh is on January 11th, which is still in in um, Capricorn, that, that the new moon is always a potent time to set intentions and visions. Um, and so from now until that new moon on uh, January 11th is that time to kind of be exploring and maybe identifying, you know, those 
goals and visions and structures and then uh, you know, the, using that new moon energy on January 11th as a way to kind of really anchor those in and um, and energize them um, can be a potent practice for this year too. So um, with that, I'm gonna pass it back to Andrea to offer us some practices to begin to integrate that. Absolutely. And I want to just shine a light on two things that you just reminded me of. One is that a lot of the forecasts I've been reading and studying for the for 2024 are saying that we're going to have more clarity in like April and May. So it's also, it doesn't mean go sit in your room and om mane padme om without taking any action until then. It's like, no, it's the inner, the outer, it's already, we're here. And as Beth said, like having a little bit of a slow start to the year, but you don't have to wait until May to get, you know, it's, it's actually <laughs> yeah. going to come from you taking action that's inspired and that will lead you to it and, and you'll have more connection. And something that I committed to towards the end of last year was working with uh, Sherry Bowers from Connected Spirit to have a place where I'm talking with with someone twice a month. You know, I'm talking with her twice a month about my newsletter, my business, where I want to go, setting up online structure, you know, online systems for work that I've created, stuff like that. So it can look like that also, that you're you're working with different people to uncover um, you know, where you want to go that you don't have to have all the answers by yourself. So just know that, um, yeah, that's part of it too. Old systems, old structures changing can be actually having conversations about parenting, about your business, about your health, and, mm -hmm. you know, look at those too. So that just came up when you were talking. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, but, can, I, can I add one more thing? Yeah, you absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just talking to a client about this yesterday who I hadn't seen since before the pandemic. Um, this idea of lifestyle uh, restructuring, you know, and, you know, that I mean, and you mentioned how, you know, obviously we've, we're, we've always been in, we're always in an evolution but since, you know, 2020, obviously big changes for every personally and collectively. Um, and so, yeah, I used to have a program called Lifestyle Restructuring <laughs> and over years, and it stemmed from my own experience of having gone through a period of uh, major loss and grief and um, even being a holistic practitioner at that time for quite a number of years, maybe 10 years, um, and knowing, you know, how to have pretty good self-care and structures in place, you know, for my my supporting body, mind, emotions. After I went through that transition, it was just, I couldn't find my way back. And so that... And, Kind of inspired me to start this program. Um, gosh, that was in about in like 2005 or six. So, um, but it's kind of the same thing, you know. I, it, in our personal lives, we can all be experiencing different things and have so much change happen that what worked for us, you know, last year or last week or even yesterday doesn't work for us today. And so, um, so it is really important to kind of. Uh, you know, reflect and review what we did before, but it may be we need to do different practices or new practices or in a different way. We just may need different things. And so, um, and particularly since the pandemic, I think that everybody's experienced that. And sometimes we've kind of stepped back in and recalibrated, but 
I think, again, this time isn't giving us this opening and invitation to maybe explore that a little more uh, fully and strongly and, you know, to prepare us to move forward. You know, we've, we're definitely moving forward, um, but it seems like there's another kind of stepping forward and stepping um, maybe back out into life in the world that um, that we need to have these new uh, new or restructured structures, <laughs> I'll say. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, ab absolutely. That's and that's that's important. And as I kind of move into talking about some exercises, I want to remind everyone that it may be about looking at something that used to work that you and you want to recommit to it. And so, yeah, and your client coming to you, you know, this week was part of it also is a a recommitment and um yeah. So just know it's not necessarily all new stuff. It's sometimes it's like, oh, that one piece is missing or hmm, why did I stop doing that practice that was really working? And, you know, all of that. So just to kind of laser in on the, the practices, um, Beth and I've talked a lot about somatics and vagus nerve exercises. And I just decided to share a few more of those today. And what I did was I found a YouTube video from Movement Paradigm that has, it's called Five Vagus Nerve Hacks to Do at Your Desk. And it's funny because I decided to go th through those with you today, the five hacks, they're, they're short exercises, and then share the YouTube video. So can you see that this is a way of building structure? I'm like going to review them with you. The YouTube link is in the show description, and she goes into more of the science and explanation for how these exercises support you physically, emotionally, mentally, um, if you're interested in that. And if nothing else, it's a place where, where you've got someone who's going to lead you in those exercises also. Okay. So first of all, I'm going to begin by sharing something about the vagus nerve that I I gave a description during Scorpio season, but just in case you didn't hear that or you want to hear it again, what is the vagus nerve? It's the longest nerve in the human body. Vagus means wandering. It's V-A-G-U-S. It is a cranial nerve that comes from the brainstem and it sends and receives messages from the organs in your body. So from the brainstem, it wanders to your jaw, your teeth, your ears, your throat, your vocal cords, your thyroid gland, and then to all of your other major organs. So it's, um, I don't know, I'm really on the, it's not like I haven't done these exercises, but I just feel like I'm, I'm going to just keep like saying it over and over again, like strengthen your vagus nerve, have exercises that are short and simple. You know, if you're a person who likes to have an hour practice, go for it, you know, find some things that take you an hour, but these are actually things that you can do sitting at your desk throughout the day. So I'm going to just take you through them. Um, the first one is called the salamander. And um, I can't remember the woman who, of, who's from Movement Paradigm, but you'll if you go there, you'll see her name. Anyway, she was talking about how she made a modification to this 
from the original person. So it's really easy. You interlace your fingers and then you move them to the back of your head, kind of at the almost at the base or a little higher than the base. And then you side bend your body. So you move your body to the side and then move your keep your face forward and with a soft gaze turn your eyes so if you lean to the left turn your eyes to the right just look there and it's a 30 second look which i'm not even going to do 30 seconds right now and then when you're finished when that you come back to center and then you do it on the other side so you lean over to the right and you look over to the left and if, you, if it feels like it's too much, just soften your gaze or don't look as far. All of this is supposed to be gentle. And yes, to breathe. And then you come back up to center. Okay, so that's all that that is. A simple one, you know, if you actually have a desk at work, people might just think you're stretching. <laughs> and so... All right, this one, no one will even know that you're doing this. Wherever you are, it's called salivating. This is to generate saliva in your mouth, and it's a parasympathetic response. Parasympathetic is, so sympathetic is when you're in fight or flight, you're in some sort of trauma response. Parasympathetic response is a calming response. So generating saliva is actually a calming so you place your tongue on the roof of your mouth and you just start to press gently against the roof of your mouth or you think about a lemon or an orange and then something that will stimulate saliva. And so I'm going to be quiet for maybe 10 seconds here so you can experience that. And it may come very quickly or it may take a little while. And when you feel some saliva build up in your mouth, you just bathe your tongue in the saliva and just sit in that for, you know, however many seconds. I wouldn't do it for more than a minute. And then when you're finished with that, you swallow. And actually swallowing is something that uh, stimulates the vagus nerve, stimulates the calming response in your body. Okay, so there we've got salamander and we've got saliva, salivating. <clears throat> now there are lots of breathing techniques, but this was just a basic one that she had on the video for um, it's good when you have a lot going on and you just feel like, oh my gosh, I've got all these things going on and you just want to calm down for a minute. And it's called a short inhale and an extended exhale. And you're inhaling and exhaling through your nose. And if you do this for a period of time and you're like, oh my gosh, I need more air, then just pause and take a, a deep breath to, to do that. But the way that I've been doing it is um, I've been counting like to three for the short inhale and then counting to six for my extended exhale. And you can do it in different ways, but you want a short inhale just and then extended exhale.
Okay, so that's that. See how simple these are? These are, it's meant to be simple. Building does not have to be um, huge and hard and long. So the fourth one of five is hand reflexology. And inside your pinky, there are, there's pressure points. And so you can, if you were raising your left pinky and then take your right pointer finger and you go up to where there's like a little ridge or a little line, the first digit line, and you just draw small circles. You can also rub up and down lightly. You can do a deeper rub. And then you can go back to a light. One of the examples she used in the book is if you're in your car and you want to do this, you can actually take your, on the same hand, hold up your pinky and then take your thumb and just rub up and down your pinky. Or maybe you're in a place where, you know, you're in a meeting and you want to do it kind of discreetly, you can put your hand on your on your lap and just move your thumb up and down your pinky. All right, and then the last one is the ear pull. <clears throat> and there's two things that she shows. One is to very gently uh, grab onto your earlobe and gently pull it out and back. And then again, it's gently, you're not tugging tugging at it. Um, it's just a gentle motion because the vagus nerve connects with your ears. And, you know, you can hang out there for a little bit, see if you get a physical response from it. And then the other one is that, how do I describe where this is for anyone who's listening? So I'm putting my finger inside my ear, but it's the upper part. It's not the ear canal. It's right above that. And you just gently massage. I found I was doing, I did this yesterday for just like 30 seconds. And then I went for a walk and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like my ears are different. You know, so it can be easy thing. So um, I hope that by reviewing these, you'll see how easy it is to add some of these practices into your daily life. You don't have to do all of them. You can pick something that where you feel like you have some kind of physical response. And again, if once if you go to that YouTube link, you'll also see other people teaching vagus nerve exercises. So I encourage you to just review some of them. Find a person who you resonate with. This is building the inner structure that we're talking about. This is actually supporting something within your body that will help you ride ride the waves a little bit more. So, I mean, I'd encourage you to try it for a month and see what happens. Like just pick one and try it and see, see what happens. So all of this can be done in a matter of minutes. All right. So that's what I've got. Beth, do you have anything else that you want to share? Um, thank you. No, those were great. And uh, it's interesting because I, you know, having been a long-term, uh, body energy practitioner, you know, I actually 
picked up a book on reflexology when I was 11 years old. It was in my grandmother's bookcase. It was between the Julia Child's cookbook and the Jewish Talmud. And I somehow honed in on reflexology. And that's kind of how I really uh, began my journey in terms of healing and energy work. I started doing it on myself and friends and family. Um, so I'm always excited when <laughs> reflexology is included. Um, and, uh, so, um, yeah, I just, and that you mentioned the ears and there were certain points there, even just massage the ears in reflexology. The idea is that there's a map of the whole body on the hand or the feet for folks who might not be as familiar, but also the ears have all the points of the body, um, in reflexology and in, uh, and also like Chinese medicine meridians. So you can just kind of massage your ears, like the whole ear itself. And you did the kind of tug and pull back, but if, I mean, it could be one of the most relaxing things I always find if I just go up and down and just kind of massage my ears and do a few pulls, that's really calming and grounding. And it's actually getting all those points. So you're really kind of giving yourself a whole body energy massage. So, yeah, but I mean, whichever, you know, choose something that resonates with you. Um, and it was interesting to think about how you did the saliva too. Mm -hmm. Um you know, and again, I, I'm a geek for like when science meets spirituality. <laughs> so like, yeah. there's a lot of, you know, research and 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 uh, work around the vagus nerve and the nervous system. But the, these are practices like the reflexology and and the saliva practice, really a yogic practice. You know, mm -hmm. that goes back you know thousands of years. So, um, but having some way to um, kind of ground and center ourself and settle our systems. I think that's an essential practice for us uh, as human beings, you know, at this time on earth. So um, yeah, so thanks for sharing those. And I definitely encourage people to check that out and explore um, different practices. And maybe we can, uh, we'll put when we post in the group, maybe we can ask for folks to share other practices that they do too. Absolutely. Because the vagus nerve is like, I like maybe you have digestive issues mm -hmm. and it's like just search for vagus nerve digestion and yeah. see what some of the practices are. As Beth said, it's not like these are new. It's that by sharing it today, it was, okay, here's a structure of five that you can do. And they are there's ancient wisdom in these and that you don't have to wait until you need to calm down. It's actually build it now so that when things come up, you actually have something that you can go to just like that. That's why we call them practices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Them. <laughs> yeah. Proactive and responsive. I like to say, so mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. It's so important. So yeah, definitely you guys to explore that as you go through Capricorn season and um, uh, just, you know, see what's possible, you know, for your life and for, for uh, aligning inwardly and outwardly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'll just end with a reminder. The theme is building and aligning integrating inner and outer life. And as Beth said, share, share in the comments about practices that you use or other links that you find. And what is your experience of this Capricorn energy and what we're riding into with 2024 on this? Yeah. 
Um, I picked a card when we started and I oh, thought wonderful. I wanted to share it and maybe read just the part of the message. Perfect. Um, it's from a deck I like a lot called the Angels and Ancestors Oracle. Mm. Um, and this card is Star Ancestor, follow the voice of your soul. Hold that up for a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I love that one. Um, I just want to read this to close and I didn't have a quote today, but this will be the book. <laughs> Perfect. Um, there's a deeper purpose to your human journey. Not only were you born on purpose, you were born for a purpose. You were born to be a bright light in the world, and there are supporters out there in the universe sending waves of energy to guide you at this time. Information and inspiration that has been coming your way recently is not new information, but memories. Your feelings of being drawn in a particular direction are the awakening of an aspect of your soul. You're being drawn towards a road that will not only light you up, but also help you light up your corner of the world. Continue following the cosmic guidance that is coming your way. And um, yeah, that reminded me uh, of just, we, I know we've been talking about it uh, as we've been going, um, but when we think about ourselves as spirit and matter and energy and structure, you know, there needs to be, uh, I guess, an uh, attending to, both of those aspects for us to become fully embodied. And so again, I think um, exploring this, this time and this restructuring um, and rebuilding um, is a way to create that alignment for ourselves, uh, you know, for all those we're in relationship with and for our world um, and our world needs us. So, um, so thank you all for being here and we hope you'll um, take some time to explore during Capricorn season. Anything else to wrap up, Andrea? Okay, that's it. I think that's a wrap. See okay, you. Okay, thank time. you all. And we'll see you in the Facebook group and out there in the universe. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, thanks. Bye-bye now. Bye.